Okay, welcome back. Uh, Baron of Beverage here. Uh, we've been doing three nights in a row here, myself and the Baroness. Yes, hello. Um, we are up to that blind wine number three of three blind wines. Uh, <laughs> see how they taste. <laughs> anyway, um, so if you've been following along, uh, we are... Uh, tasting these three wines, which were uh, presented to us completely uh, wrapped up and opaque. Uh, tonight is going to be the grand unveiling at the end. Yay! Um, I'm excited to see what they are. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, at this point, you know, if you're listening to this one uh, first, um, stop. Go back and listen to the first two. I'm not going to go through, we're not going to go through everything about why this is. No. So, uh, you know, pause, stop, go back, listen. We're just going to go right ahead and pour wine number three, which uh, have to admit didn't come across quite as aromatically as number two when I was pouring it. It's still a pretty deep ruby color. It is. It perhaps even deeper in terms of darker shades of purple than the yeah. number two. Um pretty intense mm -hmm. um i get aromas of uh licorice dark berries dark fruit yeah definitely mm. get the dark berry i get hints of uh leather and earth i don't get mushroom on this one no and uh but this comes across has pretty uh, dark, intense nose. Yeah? Yeah, I would agree. Um, looking at the, the legs and such, I'm guessing this is minimum 14% again. Um, but of course, I'll know better when we taste. Yeah. So, uh, shall we dive in? Let's dive in. Mmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging this aroma. Me too. Yeah? Oh, that's really big. <laughs> Mm. So, tasty big. <laughs> very concentrated, uh, dark berry, ripe mm -hmm. fruit flavors. Um, it's kind of tight. Yeah. Um, it's got a, I would say, some jamminess to it. A little bit. Like a little bit. Sweetness. I mean, we're so we're thinking New World with this one, if we're yeah. guessing New World. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Australian Shiraz because mm -hmm. of the nose and because okay. of the jammy fruit we're talking. Mm -hmm. Um, I get a lot of those kind of intense dark berry and anise kind of nose on Australian Shiraz mm -hmm. often. Um, so I'm going to guess that's where this is from. Okay. Right off the bat. Gosh, I'm just going right there. But you know, I've drank a lot of Australian Shiraz. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. Because isn't doesn't this just come right in that wheelhouse if, you're think, if you know Australian Shiraz? Oh yeah, like my teeth are probably already purple. Mm. The tannins, tannins are um, present, but not until after, not until the finish. You don't really get them on the palate. Mm -hmm. The palate is that big, bold fruit, um, and uh, and you get a little bit of oakiness, a little bit of the woods on that tannin in the finish. The finish is dry. The finish doesn't linger very long. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's not extremely persistent. Yes. Um, it's not, uh, 
well, I mean, not on the on the Baron. Uh, we haven't had any uh, like Albarinos that are like really done, right? Or anything really quick like that. There is a little bit, but it's not like an uber long finish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say it's really well balanced too. Like the tannins, while you said are present on the finish, they're not overpowering at all. Um, it has a good fruit core, um, nice acidity. Mm-hmm. I would say, but. Yep. Yeah. No, it's good. It, it's it's well done. Um, it does. It's not. It's not as bright acidity as the second wine was. No. Um. But it it, it does have acidity to it. Um. I would say it's you know light medium acidity. Um. It's. Uh, you know, now that I've had a couple uh, sips, the, the finish is, is prolonging a little bit mm-hmm. um, in the center of the palate with that fruit uh, and, and bits of anise. There's not a lot of spice here. Um, uh, and it's it's not particularly as complex as wine number two, but it's really big Agreed. and it's really meaty. Fits right in with that mm-hmm. profile. It's tasty. Um, very tasty. Nothing absolutely uh, wrong with this wine. So I'm guessing uh, at this point you would probably like us to start the reveal. Well, I think weren't you oh, I was, a I got a, I have to pick a, gotta year. pick a year, and then I have oh, to say we have to talk what about we'll pair it with me. I'm just you know, I'm, you're, I'm a you're, little I eager. think you're antsy for the reveal. <laughs> I want to know how, how wrong or right I was. Um, so I'm gonna guess. Well, I've guessed Australia and Shiraz. Should I guess a... Uh, I don't know if I should guess a, va- a, a valley or whatever. I'm just going to say South Australia. I'm not going to go too specific. It's probably more specific than that, but I'm not going to go more specific okay. than that. Um, and I'm going to guess a year. It's Australia. They're ahead of us. You know, right? Yep. So I'm going to say 2015. Okay. Um, I'm going to say thinking. it's young. Yeah. And um, so, that's what, so let's see. Let's before the reveal, let's review uh, the first well, wine. Well, first I have to say what we would pair it with. Right, p- pair it with. Gosh, I'm so eager. <laughs> well, I would say. I mean, clearly, I would pair this with steak or lamb, um, because of the the fruitiness. Um, oh, I know what this would go really well with. What? Blue cheese potato Ooh. chips. You okay, know, that's like really random, do, but like, yeah, I can see that. Like, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I haven't had dinner yet, and mm-hmm. I'm really hungry. But like, you know, like you've been out to that pub food where it's like potato chips with blue cheese and yeah. like chives or whatever on it. Or like, oh, really I think that would. Flavor I think it'll go beautifully. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right, but yes. so blue cheese potato chips with whatever wine number three is. Yeah, but also I agree with you. Uh, it's another good grilled meats mm-hmm. wine. It's right there, mm-hmm. and the number two. Whereas I really thought the. The first wine would be really good with like a roasted chicken or pork. Mm-hmm. So these are maybe two and three, maybe a little heavier than number one. Yeah, um, I would agree. But uh, but this one more than number two, I think one could just sit and sip and you know uh, you know Netflix and chill, so to speak. Yeah, um, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so now now reveal? well now you said you want to review what you right thought so we should was. review so uh before we reveal i'll say which one i thought it was so number one i thought was spanish rioja tempranillo and i said 2013 mm-hmm. so 
Um, do you want to? I'll, I'll let you the do the honors if you need a scissors to help cut the or anything. You can yeah. you can go for yeah, it or get really in. Nice they thing. are taped really well. Um, I think it, I think I saw an opening here. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So uh, maybe you're getting at that. What do we have? Anything? I'm pretty sure that you're correct. <laughs> oh, what is it? At least in the I haven't gotten to the year yet. It is uh, close. It's Campo Viejo Rioja Reserva 2012. Oh, off, so just off, off on by the a year. Wow. But correct on the grape and even the region. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm, That's I'm, number two. I'm actually pretty self-impressed. Right? I well, couldn't... as soon as I saw the bottle, like the label, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very clear. 13.5% alcohol. I think yeah. I called that too. You did. Um, all right. Wow. Maybe I should sit, sit for that sommelier. <laughs> pay the Maybe, thousands of bucks, right? right? Yeah. Um, all right. So number two, you said was a Sonoma. I said it was a, uh, a Sonoma, right? Sonoma. I didn't Cabernet, say county or valley. I said Cabernet Sauvignon. And I think I said 2014. You did. Um, all right. All right. All right, so this is a Kenwood Jack London Vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon from Sonoma Mountain, and is a 2013. Oh, so off again, by another year. I'm, get, I'm year. guessing too young. Um, but you had the grape and even <sighs> Sonoma Mountain. I'm assuming that's part of. All right, Sonoma. so maybe I have a little work to do to to get sit for those thousand dollar exams. You got to work on your vintages. Clearly. But we got to um, taste more. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All okay. Right, so, wow. Okay. Now I'm nervous. Two. All right, number three, we just said, was an Australian Shiraz. Right, said I said Southeastern Australia. I didn't get too you specific. You South Australia. South Australia, right. I didn't even go Southeastern. And they said 2015. <laughs> so what are we doing here? All right, so this is Jacob's Creek, double barrel Shiraz. Mm -hmm. Finished in aged whiskey oak barrels. Oh, okay. And I don't see a year. Oh, there's got to be a year, I think, right? Maybe it's... Okay. Oh. It says fourth vintage, so there is no year. I guess I'm gonna do some research on this. It says here, um, first matured in traditional oak barrels before being finished in aged Scotch whiskey oak barrels. Unique double barrel technique imparts additional layers of complexity and smoothness. It does not have a year. Um, it does say 14.8% alcohol, which is, I was pretty good on that. And uh, going backwards, the Jack London said 14.5. So I yeah. pretty much nailed that, too. Um, right, so this is Barossa Valley. Right. Because where Jacob's Creek is. So. Yeah, but it doesn't say Barossa Valley on the front of the label. It's which where may, it's produced in Yeah, Boston. it doesn't so mean... It could so be it could a be, mixture. It says Australia, not even South Australia on the back. It says Shiraz, Australia. So the grapes could come from anywhere there. Uh, we'll do some research and we'll do some more research on this and see if I can put it on the blog portion. But and I'm going to try and find out about what the what the non-vintage thing means. That would be very interesting. There are not a great deal of non-vintage still wines. Yep. Um, there are some uh, which we can talk about in a different podcast. I don't want to go too much. So that's very intriguing. Yeah, I, well, I like them all. Um, I do too. Well, I, we can't say which one we're picking. No, we can't. We can't because we don't want to reveal uh -huh. for, for the crossover. Uh, in fact, it's not we who are picking. It's me. Correct. I get to pick. 
Um, I just want to I just want to add a sidebar that this is another there is another podcast that I've been wanting to do for a while, which is about this new, um, very new thing, which we just tasted here in number three, the double barrel aging, the aging in an additional cast, which or finish, so to speak, mm-hmm. in a cast which used to be used for whiskey, which is a very new thing with red wines mm-hmm. and actually some white wines I've seen that they're doing this now. Um to add something new and I wonder um I wonder if uh that's going to be a lasting trend maybe so but uh regardless I mean this was number three was an enjoyable wine for sure so uh you know it works for this uh does it work universally across the board I don't know again this is the first one I've had like this I wanted to do this for a while so thank you uh Sarah for Giving me my first, even though I'll be a blind taste at a uh, <laughs> at a uh, double, double barrel age. aged uh, wine. Yeah. So I think uh, this has been a successful journey, yeah. and I've got to say I am surprised at pretty much how well I think I did on this. I'm not really surprised. Oh, I, I guess, I guess I'm uh, self-effacing. Anyway, perhaps. perhaps. Anyway, cheers. cheers.